Blog Talk Radio. Same evening, you'll just get in your car and go to the next place. And then March 18th, 
shoot a message to Dennis and he might be able to Get my picture. 
thinking with him and for him to do that that call that he does that I call it the I don't know, it's he does it really high pitch and he, it's a it's a it's a funny thing to hear. Uh, but if I could get him to do that and get a call to him say, uh, well I'm a big fan. So anyway, uh, but there are a lot of people that will go to that event because about half the tables will be paranormal teams. Um, and that's the way it was last year. We had a great time uh, seeing the Haunted Night crew and uh, John Harris and, and Lynn Harris and uh, John Sullivan at Fredericksburg Paranormal and um, I know I'm missing out on a few others um, that were there uh, that had nothing really to do with Bigfoot. So it was a good event, though. <laughs> yes, I know John Stevens is a hottie. It's John Stevens, a.k.a. Snowball. Yeah, well. Um, on on the on the Pamplin Park event, um, Dennis said there's about 25 tickets left. So y'all need to get your tickets because they will. That event will definitely sell out. Yeah, it's, it's something. It's something that you really don't want to miss because it's a very, very active location. No matter, no matter when you go. David, you haven't been yet, have you? No. It's always on a Saturday. And and, and my. My assistant thinks she needs to be off that night for some reason. That was the first place that her and I investigated together. Yeah, yeah. Along with a hundred other people, but yeah, yeah. But it was fun. We had burgers. It was it was a good time. Yeah, and uh, Pamplin Head is a battlefield. Yeah. So it's it's spread out over many 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 acres and. It does have not without David Flowers. Yeah, I mean you can you can, he can go on my place. Outside. He can go on my place. Right. I'll, well, see, I got. It depends on what Mr. Cardiologist says to me. Not this Thursday, but next Thursday, because it just depends on what he says. Yeah. But yeah, 442 acres says Dennis. So. No, 424. Excuse me, 424. I'm sorry. I, you know, exactly. Yeah, I do right. write backwards sometimes, so can't help it. She also gives the finger backwards as well. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, as long as she doesn't give my tour backwards, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We're going to start with the end and go to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, but John, we've been there. I know, Dennis. Really, I am actually. If you only knew, you have no clue. Write numbers and letters backwards. Quite possibly. Uh, oh. What were you going to say before Dennis? Uh, before Zinger. Before Zinger said something. Right. Right. Oh, I was like, how many times? We've been we've been to Pamplin Park twice together, right? 
I'd say it's been twice. Yeah, twice. Um, I've been, I don't know. Yeah, Dennis, you are a cool mofo. I think I've been four times. Yeah, and I've been with you there twice. Yeah. And, you know, for those that haven't been, uh, it is, it's like a, like a book. It's, every chapter is going to be different, and mm-hmm. it should be, because you're not just investigating a battlefield, you're investigating a museum, yep. welcome center, yep. uh, a camp, a yep. camping setting, yep. and uh, an old historic home on the property. So you get it all in one night. And what else? There was one other place. The Dennis, what did we miss on that? The slave quarters. Yeah. You can do the, the museum, the welcome center, the a place where they have the store at, you know, where they sell the stuff. I guess that's the welcome center. The Where you meet is in the educational building. Um, yeah, and the park is open during the day too, you know, for just just in case somebody can't, you know, right. it's, it's open, it's open, and they used to have school school tours and stuff there. But like I said, the one for the investigation that um, Crop is going to be putting on is going to be really cool. So if you haven't got your tickets to that, you want to do that. You won't regret it. I can tell you that. So how's the uh, the manor house been? Manor house been good. We've been so so far this year. Our numbers have been up, so that's a good thing. And we've been activity's been increasing as well. Yeah. Um. Once Dennis said that if you buy a ticket to the event, they'll waive your admission tour that day. Just to let you know that real quick. Well, they'll do it for the next day. It does for that day. If uh, you buy a ticket to the event, they'll waive your admission to tour that day. So that's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. So you could technically get there early and just kind of get a feel for the place. Oh. Uh, but yeah, the manor house activity has increased. What are you, what are you seeing more of? It's mostly mostly EVPs. Oh, that's good. We have seen a few shadow figures with our own eyes. They haven't got anything on in video or still of anything, but we have seen them with our eyes moving. But like I said, it's mostly EVPs that we're, we're, we're getting. That's good. Anything with the body cams? That, and that's what we're getting them on is, the, is body cams. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're catching it later when you go yeah. back to review? That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's always the cool part about investigating. Yeah. Um, I, had a, uh, I have a very good friend of mine. He's never been ghost hunting. Uh, he to me that he'd like to like to do it, like a lot of people do. They find out that you're, you go something, and they're, they're like, "Oh, really? That's cool. I want to do that." You know? mm-hmm. um, and then you have to temper the 
himself to say that, hey, you're not gonna you're not gonna see anything or hear anything, most likely, and you won't I mean you get to see some places pretty cool, um, you know, off hours or in, in the middle of the night and if you don't mind being in dark right. places. <laughs> How um, are you? You know, that can uh, that can be fun. Um, speaking of dark dank places, um, they had a TWC was at at uh, St. Albans this past weekend, and I heard it, the event was off the chart, as it always is at St. Albans. But that's a, about as dark and dank a place as you could find. Um, yeah, cold really during the winter and hot during the summer, and yeah. I just wires. Yet. It's a huge place. Yeah. I, I like I like the way John is so close to Tennessee Ray Chasers that he just calls them TWC now. TWC. <laughs> it's like a rap group or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Shayla says, or they say I'm a medium and they feel things. Yeah, we get that quite often. Oh yeah. Then I did. Then I talked to If I had a dollar for everyone that says I'm a medium, I could retire right now. Yeah. 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 And medium or an empath. Or our, our home away from home, Ronnie Anderson said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we all have those abilities. Uh, some some of us have the ability to 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 display it. Um, or can be aware of it. Um, some people don't want to get in touch with that part of their their brain, so that's okay too. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Ronnie said he's not a medium; he's an extra large. <laughs> and then Ronnie Anderson said, "I'm a large." <laughs> yeah, I'm extra large. And Ronnie is going to be. Uh, uh, before the pamphlet event, he'll be um, doing his uh, on-stage jokes for everybody. So that's a bonus that comes with the price of admission. Yep. So. <laughs> um, but, you know, this friend of mine, when I'm going over them, yeah, and they're asking a lot of questions, so I had... Uh, I don't have a lot of stuff on my phone. In fact, I don't have anything on my phone. Uh, but I do have um, some some pictures, and I do have uh, some an ability for me to capture to be able to play one EVP, which is a good one I captured at at Gordonsville one night. And uh, so I played, I played, you know, played it for him, and he couldn't believe it. He's like, you heard that? I said, no, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it until the next day. Right. Uh, when I replayed it, same thing with pictures. You know, a lot of times you don't know that you got that stuff until much later. So he was, he's like, yeah, I'd really like to do that. I said, well, then you got, you know, you got to expect that you may not see or hear anything that, at that point, but that doesn't mean that something's not happening. Mm-hmm. Almost every time that I've been in a big group, we can be in a room and joking around, and it'll be like 10 or 12 of us, and we're just battering on with this conversation. And then somebody the next day or a couple of days later plays the video from that, or audio from us playing around, 
and and you get and there's somebody participating that wasn't in the room. So that's that's always pretty cool and really unexpected. Um, yeah, last Friday night, um, Jerry and I had a, a private investigation at an undisclosed place. But so we walk in, Jerry's saying that there's somebody there that doesn't want us there. He's telling us to get out. And we started doing our thing, and I said, I hear a male voice. And then the next day I listened to the, to the footage, and sure enough, right before I say I hear a male voice, you hear, can you leave? Wow. Yeah, and it, it was a plane. It was a Class A EVP. It was plane, and that 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 was just so. When I heard that, it was just so cool. One, getting a Class A EVP, and two is right after I said I can. Um, he heard a male. I heard a male yeah. voice, and then three is pretty much validating what Jerry was saying that she was going on when we first got there. about saying get out because the man just kept saying get out. I don't, you know, he, don't, he didn't want nobody there. He wanted us out. 
So Ronnie said, we've had the same experiences just having a conversation and reviewing recordings. We have people joining in that wasn't in the room. Hi, Steve White. How are you? Good evening. I'm a psychiatrist. Are you guys mental? <laughs> there. <laughs> Most definitely mental. Great show. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. We might have some mental health issues. <laughs> I'm later on my head of you guys. Yeah. It's hard to say. Uh, I've got this question. And this was posed to me, but have y'all ever been scared during an investigation by yourself? Where you're by where you're by yourself? Yep. I haven't. I have. Yeah, because one night Ryan Jones left me in the um, brick rancher for a second. <laughs> yeah, I had this uneasiness of a feeling, but it wasn't in the basement. It wasn't in the basement. Well, now, let, was, let me take that back. Yeah, I have had a few yeah. uneasy moments, but I can't say that I was scared. Well, it was creepy. Yeah. Yeah, we're all a little mad down here. Alice in Water Wonderland. That's right, Shayla. <laughs> Crazy as hell, but not mental, says Ronnie Anderson. Startled, but not scared. Yeah, it was a little creepy yeah. being in there. But it wasn't very long, thank God, because I would have had to get up and leave. Uh, that that two seconds seemed like five minutes. <laughs> I, can, I don't know if, well, yes, uh, one time when I was at the uh, at the Exchange Hotel, I was uh, one of the experiments was that they wanted you to go into this room. It was upstairs, and you would be the only one in the room, and it's and the, and they, the lights are not on, and they closed the door. And there's a chair in the middle of the room. You go and sit in the chair, and because they were going to give everybody a chance to do it, they said, let's try to just keep this to five minutes. And then if you're done, you just come on out, or I'll come and get you in five minutes, whatever, when you want to do it. So, you know, you go in there, and you sit down in the chair, and it's quiet, but you're in the dark. And, the only, and then your mind just starts creating all these scenarios like, what is that sound in this earth? Is that, am I, the next thing I'm going to feel is a hand on my shoulder, you know, mm -hmm. or something like that. And you just can literally work yourself up. So I asked the question, uh, but was there anybody here with me? Uh, and I gave it about a minute. Uh, response time, and then I asked something else, and then the longer I sat there, the more uneasy I got, and I just like, well, I think I'm, I'm done, so I just got up, and I got out of there, and went in the hallway, and Jeff was out there, my friend, um, co-founder of Virginia Paranormal Events, and he uh, he said, what happened? I said, that's the thing, is I got, I kind of spooked myself, and I don't know, I don't know why, you know, just put being in a dark room by yourself with the door shut, you know, is enough to do it in a haunted place. So he goes, well, I'm not even going to do it. So glad you experienced that, I'm not, but I'm not. And so, so I got home the next day and played what I was actually 
I did get an answer to that question when I said, uh, was, was there anybody else, was there anyone with me in this room? And clear as day, you hear, no. <laughs> and it was kind of like a no, but it was drawn out. And I was like, okay, well, if I'd have heard that, I would have been flying out of the seat at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Steve White said he was investigating an old carriage house just outside of Salem, Massachusetts, and he wasn't so much scared, but he was alarmed because there was a loud banging sound coming from the empty room that got his attention quickly, and he was alone. Anytime you investigate alone, always be prepared. Oh, creepy. Yeah, I was on a, my, my step-grandmother had a place in, Burtonville, Virginia, which is, I guess it's near Farville, mm-hmm. uh, on the other side of Crew, that type of thing, but it's still in the middle of nowhere. And she had a 300-acre farm. And, in fact, uh, and, but no t- the TV out there was spotty at best, got three stations, maybe. Um but TV was not something that they viewed as entertainment. You know, there, you got to stream stream beans, or you got to go out and dig holes in the yard or something. I don't know mm-hmm. what they did for enjoyment. But I would take my bike or my mini bike or whatever I had and just go on these. You know, there's 300 acres to explore, and I'm a kid, and I'm not going to do it. And <laughs> That's when I discovered an old cemetery on the property, and it was gated, and so I, you know, opened the gate, and of course, the gate's all rusted, and you go in there, and you, it looked like an old cemetery that you would see in a haunted movie, and even though it was daylight outside, it was in a part of the woods, it was very dark, and... They're old gravestones. Some of them have tilted over, and some of them are, you know, you just felt like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stick around here very long. And I literally scared myself to death. Now, part of it is being a young, a young kid, but also I had seen enough horror movies of things, you know, like evil would be ready to get you at any point. So the more I thought about it, the more I got, you know, I ran out of there and jumped on my bike and sped away as quickly as I could, but I didn't, I was afraid to turn around and look to see what might be chasing me out of the woods, you know? Right. So. Yeah, Phil said we scared Dave away. (laughs) Gee. He ditched us. Oh. Maybe not. He's got the dog back in the room. Yes, John, because Freddie and Jason might come after you. That's what Shayla said. <laughs> I wasn't. You know, Freddie and Jason don't scare me as much as I probably was a young kid when I saw The Exorcist for the first time. And that, that movie terrified me so bad. There was another movie I remember seeing as a kid. That and I don't even remember the name of it, but it was so so creepy. It showed a car like <laughs> like the car is going down a, a dark 
country road at night, and it's only the lights of the car in front. Yeah. And the guy starts to slow down because he sees something standing in the middle of the road, and it was an old old lady. It ended up being his grandmother in a white who was dead, and she was in her white robe standing in the middle of the road, you know, and he's, you know, screeches on the brakes and can't put it in, in reverse quick enough, and that thing is moving towards the car, and I remember seeing that as, like, nine-year-old, you know, and I was terrified from that point on going yeah. down the country road at night thinking I was yeah, moving Shayla said, same, Exorcist was freaking scary. You know I've never watched that movie fully, ever. Or Children of the Corn. Every Children time. of the Corn is yeah. not that scary. It's, it's not, but still, when you're around cornfields, <laughs> you know, Children of the Corn. I, I would leave my sister's house, old house in New Kent County, and the, at the end of the road it was nothing but corn. Right. So I'd be like, and it was creepy at nighttime. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. And, and, that's when you got to worry about that white hag in the middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. That you come up on. And right. it's, it's funny because you, I mean, we used to play out in the cornfields growing up because that's all we, you know, that's what we did. And, yeah, creepy. Creepy. We're spending the night at the Conjuring House in November. That's what Ronnie Rickard said. And Steve what? White said, yeah. Spending the night at the Conjuring House in November. I want to know how much that costs. Find out. I'm sure Ronnie will tell you. Steve White said, seriously, the exorcist freaked me out, and I wasn't expecting all that. It sure wasn't no Walt Disney movie. Nope. (laughs) Shayla, I quit rowing crew in high school because we had to walk down the exorcist stairs in Georgetown to get to the (laughs) boathouse. Ask Tyler John, he would set it up. Okay. (laughs) Ask Tyler, ask Tyler John, he'll set it up Uh, for you. Yeah, I miss Tyler. Um, I I will say this, that uh, there's there's a book called uh, When the Devil Came to St. Louis, and it's it's the real-life story of the exorcist. And it's the, in, the, in the movie, it's a girl who's possessed. Hey, John but, Savage. But, John. In, but in real life, it's a, it's, a, it's a young boy. And they follow. Um, Troy Taylor is the author of the book. And he started that book about 20-some years ago. And he's put out a new edition recently that adds more information, more story to the book. The cool thing is about that book, is he interviewed a lot of people, but he, he, he does not draw conclusions. He does not. He sticks to the facts. And it is one of the most fascinating stories there is. I haven't read the book, but I've listened to the podcast about the book with with about Troy. I mean, he had a several episode on his podcast called uh, American Hauntings, where he talks about that that whole story. The cool thing is it, it happened in St. It, it started when they were on the in East Coast. 
say. And then things got out of hand to the point where they had to bring in a priest. And there was a senior priest and a junior priest. And they would come every day. And, and some days were good. Some days were not so good. The older priest died in like the, this all happened in the 50s, by the way. The older priest died in the early 70s. Um, he didn't die like he did in the movie, The Exorcist. It wasn't until years later, and he was an old, old man. Uh, the younger priest, who was young at the time, just died recently. Um, in 2020, I think, 2019, something like that, he died recently. Troy Taylor got to interview him before he passed about this story, about what he uh, what was the eyewitness? He was the he was the eyewitness. And what was cool was after talking, he, he talked about it. You could hear the the recording, so he played the recording. And he he never said it was a demon spirit. He was he he would stop every time he'd go to call it that. But he talked about and get this, he talked about yes, I was there when the bed levitated off the floor. I was there when the child levitated off the bed. I was there when all this stuff, like we would be in there and the the big chest of drawers slid across the room in front of the door to block the door. And, he, and you hear him talking about this, but yet he would not say it was and he may have reasons for doing this, uh, but he didn't. He never mentioned that it was demon, a demon possession. It wouldn't go to that part. And, and unfortunately, he, he passed. Uh, but there was some great to hear him talk about that and all the things. He, I mean, very believable. Everything that he said. Mm-hmm. He said when when the child started to levitate. We were doing everything we could to keep him down on the bed. But there's like more than we tried to keep his legs, his upper body would go up. And then we would push his, his lower body down, his upper body down, his legs would go up. We would be able to let go, the whole thing runs. So he said, and, and, and Troy asked him, he said, well, at that point, you're you not thinking that this is some type of demon possession. And he said, yeah, obviously. He goes, because we we were fearful so at at sometimes by saying by quoting scripture because every time we did a mark would happen on the child like we'd lift up his 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 shirt and he'd have all these scratches and marks and we'd see them go across his body as soon as we started to quote scripture. Yeah, um, John Savage said he met Troy about 15 years ago. Great guy. Ronnie Anderson said um, Christopher St. Booth owns the actual notes from the Catholic priest notes that that event, very interesting read. And then um, Steve White said, would love to hear your thoughts on the Amityville house. I'll get to the Amityville in a second. Um, the, the child did get better. And did not have any other episodes after a certain age. And he died and he, uh, I want to say he lived into me into 
maybe his 50s or 60s, um, and then he passed. The, this is the cool part. So this happened in St. Louis. That house was purchased by someone that did not know or care that it was a place of an exorcism. To act like they never even knew it until they were contacted one day when somebody found out where it all happened. A radio station, a paranormal guy on a radio station said, let's do a contest. And um, the three winners of the contest, they contacted the guy that owns the house and said, hey, we, this is what happened here. And the guy goes, what? I, don't, I didn't know any of that. But he wasn't scared. He goes, so they obviously asked him, what is the experience and things like that. And he would say, no, I don't believe in any of that crap. So to make a long story short, they, the three winners of the, con, the radio show contest got to spend some time in the house alone. Okay, so they went up to the room where all this happened. The TV crew and the, if you can see this on YouTube today, it's, I looked it up and found it, and the radio station, all the crew was outside, and each person that won, there would be an ultimate winner who could stay in the in the room the longest. They're going to they're going to shut the door. They're going to all leave. The owner of the house did not want to leave his house, so he stayed in the living room watching TV or something like that on his couch. It was a non-factor. The house would be videotaped and audio recorded, so that if a person had any issues, all they'd have to do is say, "Hey, help! Come get me." But they could not communicate with anyone uh, other than just to say what they were feeling. And if they needed help, someone could run in real quick. The first girl, she lasted about 30 seconds. And this was supposed to be, they had to think for each person could, could spend hours in there. She didn't last hardly any time. She got, almost as soon as the people left the house, she started talking to herself and started, she just basically says that she stirred up herself to a point she couldn't be there by herself. The next person, same thing happened. Third guy said that he saw something pass under the, the door. He saw it walk by. So he hollers out, who's out there? And there was no response. And then he says that someone tried to open the door, like jiggled the door handle. So he knew somebody was out there. When he went to the door and opened the door, there's nobody there. So he shuts the door, and now he starts hearing things. And and, and he said that there was a obviously there was a presence in the room, but because he's in the dark, he cannot figure out what it is. The only light was coming in from the from the outside, from the backyard, where all the TV crew and everything were waiting. And this person didn't last but like seven minutes. I mean, they, that, they, they, they burst out of there. They said, I don't know who's out there. And you can hear this in the, 
recording of him just basically, what, what, you know, what was that? What was that sound? Who's talking to me? You know, you hear him saying that stuff and the noises that he couldn't, uh, that made him to the point where he had to get out of there himself. Uh, so they did that and they replayed it uh, the whole the whole night for for those. Uh, uh, I think the guy ended up putting it on television or something like that. But yeah, Ronnie Anderson said it was televised. It, it, to hear the one of the girls, she screams, and she screams for like, I don't know for how long, but she screams at the top of her lungs, and it's the most terrifying scream you've ever heard, and it's not, I, it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a cop-out to say these people just scared themselves and worked themselves up into a frenzy because they're in the you know, in the exorcist house. Mm-hmm. Now, there's actually things going on in the room, in the house. As soon as they know that they're by themselves, it like attacks because guess what? That was what was happening to the young boy. And they're just kind of recreating it years later. Whatever force decides it's a, that's the prey and I'm going after it. Right. Um, now, Steve White said, true story, my ex-wife had to have an exorcism done in St. Angelo, Texas. She would never talk about it, but her mom told me all about it. Believe it or not, that's one of the reasons why I was attracted to her. And then he said, according to her mom, it took everybody in the church to hold her down during that exorcism. David, where is St. Angelo? It's about eight years from everywhere else, isn't it? Yeah, middle of nowhere. It's southwest. Yeah, it's. I knew somebody. I had a good, a good friend of mine that moved to St. Angelo, and, and is buried there. Um, he used to try to tell me where it was, and I'd say, "Oh, so it's near Dallas?" He goes, "No, Dallas is about 15 hours away, so or something like that." So yeah. Um, Shayla said, where, where was the house? Uh, it was in St. Louis. If she's talking about the exorcist house. Um, and it's still there. I mean, people, oh, go, people go and see it, and uh, the guy still owns it because he bought it. Not even knowing what had happened there. Uh, I'm sure he can put it on the market today and make a fortune. But he does not believe in the paranormal. So I'm just curious of what he's experienced in the house and he just doesn't believe it or maybe he has an understanding with whatever's there and says, hey, I'm not going to bother you if you don't bother me, you know? Right. And he very well could do that. I was looking up San Angelo, Texas to see exactly where it was at. It's San Angelo. Oh, thank you. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) But I got it. I've ever met anybody that's had an exorcism. Um, I know of some that needed one, but um, <laughs> my first wife was one of them. Odd.
1835 is the new house number, but can't remember the street. That's what Ronnie Anderson said. I think the reason that Troy, when he first wrote the book, he, he, met, he had an agreement that he would not disclose the real person's name. That was, that's why it remained a hidden secret for so long. Gotcha. Once, once he died, then they could mention who it was by name. And, of course, then it became public record, and then they... Uh, people have been uh, looking for that. It's such an interesting book to read about all the experiences that people ex that had and dealing with that kid. And believe me, there were so many psychiatrists and psychologists that wrote this up as a mental disorder. Yeah, it makes you wonder how many people that are diagnosed with a mental health disorder, and maybe it's not that. There were some things, obviously, that happened to this kid that were beyond a mental health problem. And I don't know if he had any... It doesn't... I think he was asked one time if he ever had any other experiences after that, and I don't, I don't think he did. Yeah. I don't even know what he, I don't know what he died of, um, but he died at a fairly young age. I think, like I said, he was in his fifties, maybe. Yeah. Um, he was he was probably much younger than Dave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> guess I walked. I guess I deserved that one. Did I have to get you back for the? <laughs> I'm keeping my mouth shut on that. Serves you right. How, how in the world could I even see a movie like The Exorcist at such a young age? Well, that's why you have older brothers and sisters who, if they've got a babysit and they got a, they're not going to like watch Disney. They're going to watch what if they watch. And yeah. Guess what? You're going to watch it too, and you're not going to say a word. That's right. And I don't care if you are up all night. I was. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Richter said he used to perform exorcism on his kids all the time. They act up, they threaten to, he threatened to beat their ass, and cheered them every time. Cheered them every time. Yes, Susan, we are saying Dave is old. Yes. We are. Well, so I meant to talk. Uh, Steve had asked about the uh, Amityville house. You know, I don't know enough about it, and I'm, I'm just thinking about what I do know of it from the movies. I'm just going to get rid of that out of my mind. So I don't know. I know it's been really controversial. Uh, there are people uh, like the Warrens, for instance, who uh, obviously believed it was a haunted house. But then there are others that have said that all the history and everything about the house has all been made up. Um, so I, I think that there's probably a book out there that someone's written recently that's probably 
presenting all the sides and what the real story is. Because mm-hmm. um, if it's like what anything like the movie was, first movie, not the eighth movie, um, then that was a pretty terrifying movie. But it was based on like it was an Indian burial ground and and there was a devil or Satan lived in the basement and a portal in the basement and and, and it caused the murder, this man to murder his family. And I think a lot of it was made up, maybe to sell a book or to make a movie. Does anybody, does anybody know the history of it or, or what the truthful history of it is? I don't. Haas from the Haas Paranormal in Long Island just did a good presentation on Amityville. That's what Ronnie Anderson said. He has spoken with members of the families that lived in the house after. That's what Ronnie Anderson said from what he got out of the presentation. from Gene Wells. His name is Snowball Gene. Yeah, I forgot what we were calling Gene. What was... Jaws, yeah. Jaws scared me too. That's what Ronnie Anderson said. But, you know, the the funny thing is, is uh, Jaws was scary uh, and it it had uh, had a little bit of everything. 
had some gore and had some dignity and had, you know, here, here we are, it's a bunch of young kids, I mean, young. And our Sunday school teacher was this guy who was probably in his 50s or 60s who had his last movie was probably Gone with the Wind in the 30s, you know, that was... I looked over there and he's got his hands over his eyes and at some point, like five minutes into the movie, he's already regretting taking like six kids, six boys to the movies to watch this and he was going to only hear from the parents later on, you know. Um, but Jaws did not ruin me. I've seen that movie Probably my all-time favorite. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I like Jaws. Yeah, Joe, we got three minutes left. We got anything coming up that we haven't talked about? Um, there are some events at St. Albans coming up. Uh, at McMacon, there's a uh, Plumerius will be there in June or July. I can't remember which. GWC will be back, uh, I think, this summer at St. Albans. I'm hoping to do a, a, another private investigation there um, uh, myself this summer. And then uh, I think that's probably the Gettysburg Bash on July 4th uh, weekend, I think. is that I think that's when it is. I could be wrong. I just might have made that up. I know I looked at it before it came on, but I can't remember the day. But it's it used to be July Fourth weekend. I don't know if it's that anymore. Yeah, we got the the Manor House tours are starting to start March first. We'll go back up to three nights a week at nine PM. Can't wait. Can't wait yeah. to get going. Yeah, summertime's coming. Steve White said the Jaws movies was based on a true story, supposedly, that happened off the coast of Cape Cod. I'll tell you what, I used to do a lot of body surfing out in California, but after that movie, I slowed way down. Yeah. All right, let me get off of the blog talk. So, thanks for... Anybody, anybody need information on Nate McCon? Contact Ronnie Anderson. Just send him a message. Yep. All right, blog talk. Good night.
sure everything's good here. Hello, all you freaks out there. This is Ryan. Just finished making my coffee. Decaf, of course. Oh, shit, that's hot. Mm. Okay, a little too big of a sip there. Um, Hello, welcome to the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show. This is Ryan. Damn, bit my tongue. Angie is sleeping. RJ is sleeping. So, and Kimmy's sleeping. So, I'm the only one up in this house right now. I've changed the uh, decorations in the back. No longer celebrating Valentine's Day, obviously. We're now into St. Patrick's Day. Um, so, that's exciting. And, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. We've got some stuff coming up here on... Um, Locally here, we've got um, a Bell Grove Plantation on Saturday. Uh, FPRI and uh, Covert Paranormal are having an investigation out there. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go check out their pages. Um, it's a very active location, so if you get a chance to get out there, you should uh, definitely check it out. On um, March 18th, we're having an investigation out at Pamplin Park. Um Crop is going to be a lot of fun. What's up, Kevin? Uh, I think 60 bucks a ticket, but it's a huge place, very active, and not a place that's been investigated very much. So if you want to get on the ground floor, like places that haven't really been investigated, the uh, right place for you. So, And then April 8th, you've got an investigation at the Cabin on 360, our first public investigation of the year. On April right, so we're super excited for that. Hopefully, the weather cooperates with us, and we have a nice, sunny afternoon. Sunny afternoon, or a nice, clear night for the investigation. Hey, Rachel, how you doing? Um, so yeah, that's about it tonight. We've got um, our friends from Forgotten Explorations coming back on the show to talk about some of their adventures, some of their explorations that have not been forgotten, hopefully. So if they have, there won't be much to talk about tonight. So hopefully they remember their their uh, explorations. So I'm going to go ahead and put them on the show. And let's get this party started. Hey, Rhonda. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Guys, how are you? Doing good. Tired. I'll bet. Well, I want to be the first to wish you guys a very happy National Pancake Day, which is today. I know you guys knew that. I did not. I yeah. wish I knew that. I know we could have sent out. I could have sent you guys pancake cards. Little pancakes. Yeah. Pancake cards. And um, National Sticky Bun Day. So. I mean, I'm supposed to be a better holiday than National Sticky Bun Day besides National Pancake Day. We could have been eating the oh, sticky yeah. buns of pancakes while we're doing this right now. Oh, yeah. We, gotta, we, need, a plan. we need a plan better next time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just bring the syrup. Exactly. I'll bring the syrup. <laughs> bring your own syrup. That sounds, yeah. like a, that sounds like a different kind of party to me. I don't know. I don't know. That's a whole different kind of show. Put the kids to bed. We got we got a, we have a syrup party going on over here. Yeah, break the terms of service. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might get removed from Facebook for that. I might be in Facebook jail for that. 
know? Exactly. So, um, tell me about this weekend. How how was the uh, was it a Hammond house you went to this weekend? Yeah, so we actually went to Sutton, West Virginia. We did the uh, the Hayman House, and we were actually one of the first people in ten years to investigate the Elk Hostel. So yeah. How'd you get in there? Uh, so Devin and uh, Chris, uh, two other people from Forgotten Friends group. Yeah, and RTL. Uh, yeah, RTL and Bloomery. Um, they actually did an investigation there about a month ago, and they um, they told the owner about what we do, and they, they set it up all for us. So truly blessed for them. Yeah, I truly appreciate that for sure. It's always neat being able to get into a place that no one no one's really been able to investigate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, a, it's like a whole new adventure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's originally yeah. what Austin was uh, would do when he was looking for uh, paranormal places. Mm-hmm. Of course, we still you know we still try to you know keep an eye out for places like that. But but yeah, that's where the you know the the bread and butter is those places that you know have just been sitting there for so long. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that place was for me. It was just crazy to see how abandoned it was because before the 10 year thing the guy that bought it um, bought it in 1999 and it was abandoned again for 20 years so from the year 1979 to 1999 it was completely abandoned did you guys get anything um, interesting when you were out there it was one of those things where you need to make maybe go out there again to to get more stuff. I mean, per- personally for me, I got a little bit. I feel like Wheeler and AT, they, they got better things than I did. And they were, I mean, they were around the group more than I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the El Costa was, uh, it was good. It was super cold in there. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Super cold. But, uh, yeah. It was almost freezing temperatures in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like 36 degrees inside yeah. the hospital, and it was like 70 outside. Yeah, it was a good place, though. It was really cool to see, like Austin said, how abandoned it was. It was a huge place. Uh, we got some good flashlight activity, some good, uh, uh like box. box. Yeah, yeah. box, stuff like that. Uh, personally, for me, the, uh, at some point, I, I walked off on my own, and uh, I put up the uh, flux device. Uh, pretty much, you know, a little motion sensor uh, device. And I was the only one. Well, it was, it was me and I think Austin was walking around on the same floor. But everybody else was on the floor above us. And I was in the hallway by myself. And it, uh, nothing too crazy. The, the motion sensor mm-hmm. was off. And completely the other side that I'm on. So, yeah, it was it was pretty spooky. And we had good rim pot activity there, too, actually. Yeah, that's about Evans is getting a lot of his rem pod. So. Yeah. Pretty wild stories connected to there, too. Like, can oh, you, 100%. Can you yeah. share a few or one or two of the stories that, that are connected to the yeah, uh, so, yeah, I think the the biggest one or the, the one that has the most significance to it, um, supposedly, uh, I don't remember the year of it, but there's a news clipping in there. And it uh, talks about a uh, a baby 
I was no more than, I think, a, a month, month and a half years old that uh, was unfortunately passed away, and it was wrapped in a, uh, a union uh, uniform, and it was uh, stored in, in a uh, wardrobe. There you go. Yeah, 1925. Yeah, 1925. They found a, uh, yeah, an infant wrapped in a uniform in the wardrobe, and to this day, the, uh, the cause of death is unknown, and the, just everything is pretty much unknown, unknown about it. They don't know how the baby passed away. They do think it was the mother, um, and they sent out the, a warrant uh, to go find her and stuff, but I don't think they ever caught her. No, they, they didn't charge her at all for, for the murder or anything. Yeah. Okay, and so I'm guessing because they, they probably didn't have, you know, full confirmation evidence that yeah, yeah that she caused it. But. And the, uh, the other crazy, we were about to leave the Haven house yesterday morning, and we were like kind of looking through files that we had just found like at the Heyman house that Teresa gives for people to kind of do research and stuff. Kind of like mm-hmm. how y'all did the other newspaper clippings that we had and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the news, this specific newspaper clipping is about Emma Heyman passing away in 1907. Well, the same newspaper has an article about a man being stabbed to death at the Elk the same weekend that Emma Hayden passed. Oh, wow. That's in, in the right across the street from each other? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, within two, 200, 250 yards? Probably, probably a football field length, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Wow. That's a coincidence. Crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, this this weekend was was definitely interesting. The Hayman House, I mean, made everything. Obviously, that that was like the, the main event because we were there for two full days. So the first night was, I feel like, the most significant. Um, the activity together, yeah, but yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah, personally, the second night was second night for us three. Yeah. For, us three right here. We all went up to the attic and we there's three rooms inside the attic and we just all went into separate rooms inside the attic and just sat in each one of our devices that we took into our separate rooms were just going nuts. Yeah, and I will say the first thing that when I sat down and loaded my app up and immediately the first thing it said was portal. Yeah. So and then like what Rachel just said the only thing, the only reason why the elk and Hammond aren't closer is because there's a river, you know. Oh, and the river is there is going between the whole town, yeah. And that's a good conduit for uh, yeah. paranormal activity. Kevin, yeah. yeah. the cabin on C6 is my favorite place. It's my favorite place, too. So, yeah. Okay. I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Top three for me, yeah. Yeah, it, goes, it literally goes cabin and then Haven House for me. So yeah. For me, it's Haven. Shortly after hospital and college hill, and then through cabin, only because I I personally haven't seen the uh, the shadow man yet at the cabin. Hey, you know what? It's fine. I mean, it is all good. I'm I'm glad you guys had you know you're fairly fairly new group. It's been like what maybe yeah. a year, year and a half. Yeah, yeah I've been yeah, for a year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when you started off, 
you know, have you learned like what have you learned that's different from what you expected from the parent from parental? Have you learned anything new or, or like is it different than what you expected or is it about the same? Yeah, I mean when when I first started I always thought, you know, if a place is like considered haunted, it's always gonna be all this crazy crap, kind of like how Hollywood makes people look. Yeah. But more culture. Yeah, yeah. I never ex- expected to go into a place and have it, like an actual intellectual conversation with like yeah. actually face to face with me. Or living. Yeah, for me for me it's like the conversations and like the noises. Noises is what blows my mind. There's yeah. like walking or like banging. Oh yeah. Or like yeah. disembodied voices, that's what kind of blows my mind the most. Yeah, I have to agree with uh, Wheeler more on that one. Like, when I first started and Austin got me to join, I thought we weren't going to get not nearly as much as we have already. Because um, almost everywhere we've gone, you know, there's or everywhere that we've gone, there's been noises and, you know, knocks. And I would say, you know, everywhere we go, our echo box and stuff, you know, small stuff like that. Is pretty consistent. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the the one spot that we've been that we didn't really get as much as we had hoped for was Wilson. well, not really Wilson, but Felker's Felker's Castle. Yeah, but, that's true. We never can tell really what places. Yeah. Like I went out right. to Hensdale House a few years ago. I didn't really get much mm-hmm. out there, so it's. It really depends on when you go and or if they even feel like talking that night. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yep. And I always thought I always thought, you know, it had to be had to be nighttime for stuff to happen. So okay. yeah, that's a good point. I was gonna yeah. say yeah. I learned that uh at the Wilson's castle for personally for me, the most stuff that was happening was from I would say from five to seven in the morning. Yeah. So, you know, and the sun's, you know, bright. The whole house is lit up. Um, but I was still hearing, you know, footsteps and cat, or cat balls were going off. I'm wondering why, well, I'm wondering why people think that has to be, and I guess catching, like, maybe um, spirit activity on camera would be easier to see at night because it's darker. Maybe you can, it shows up better. In, in, yeah. But, like, as far as, like, activity isn't most activities during the day mm-hmm. you know when people are in a in general everyday most, life. yeah everyday life yeah, people are, are you know are usually more active during the day than at night so you would think that they would be the same way in you know yeah death. i mean when when we had our experience at the cabin the first time it was during the day i think it was like what three o'clock in the our, our very first time yeah yeah the front yeah. door uh walking
yeah, maybe we can get to the bottom of that one day. Yeah, I think summertime yeah. would be very active for our hotel, you know? Cause yeah, people yeah that out is, there that's stuff. a good point, yeah. yeah. So, you get, mean, so you guys had your big, uh, you had your big Halloween event on YouTube. How, what was the feedback on, on the videos you released? So, I was, I'm not going to say I'm disappointed. I'm never disappointed whenever we put out a video because I'm always proud of what we do and what we accomplish during the videos that we put out. If, if there's ever a time where I feel like a video is not up to par, I, I just won't release it. And I feel like they'll kind of agree. Um, but I, I think we got great feedback, especially considering um, – the evidence that we received within each one of the locations that we did. Um, but more specifically from the cabin, just because of how intelligent and scary, I'm just going to say scary because I'm yeah. scared. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been scared like that before? Like, or since that investigation? Mm-hmm. Before that investigation, the only time I was ever scared like that was at my mom's house when I was, like, super young, like, four years old. But that cabin topped it because and I even say it, I said this to them when we're going through it because each one of them know about my mom's house and everything. And Jacob, more specifically, was like, well, is this scarier than your mom's? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm a grown man right now and I felt scared, like truly scared with another grown man in the room. Yeah. I think the closest has come for me, like scared wise, is probably the uh, Heyman attic, but the scared feeling really doesn't come close to the uh, cabin experience for me. What was <laughs> What was the difference between the investigation you did in July last year yeah. in January this year besides the temperature I can mention the the rainy part Austin yeah, yeah go for it so you know you obviously know the history Ryan but the first time mm-hmm. we did we're investigating there uh, we never got Randy through an echo, echo box, fear box, or nothing. And the most, this most last time we went, uh, we were out in the woods, I believe, right? The woods. Sure. Yeah. And we were, you know, just doing our thing. Or uh, we had um, Rachel and Krista, you know, doing Estes with the uh, echo box and stuff on. And we just, we full on get Randy. And I'm getting goosebumps right now uh, thinking <laughs> about it. That's Personally, like I said, since I haven't seen the shadow, um, the shadow man, the uh, that part was the scariest. And, and the thing is, it wasn't a spirit box; it was an ovulus device. Yeah, the ovulus device app that Kevin is in chat right now actually had just downloaded in Randy's room, and right? yeah. he, didn't, he didn't know who Randy was. That's the thing. Yeah, so we're all freaking out. He's like. Randy. Who's Randy? He's a Randy character. Like, oh. Yeah, just the fact that we got Randy to come through clear as day. 
and and like in on the second time and not the first time was just just wild. That doesn't happen that often out there. And we yeah, got middle through. name too. We got Lynn. That never yeah. happens. Not that not that I've heard anyways. I mean, they have been. And that was on another device. Yeah. It wasn't on the same mm-hmm. device. We got Lynn on a second yeah. device. Well, this, the video's obviously not out yet, but we do have that little clip <clears> in the trailer. So, yeah. Yep, and you can, you know, look it up and, and listen for it. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps everywhere. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Ray, you can hear Randy be like, okay, well, I, it could be a coincidence. But then you get Randy Lynn. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a little too specific yeah, for it to yeah. be under a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, we like like Rachel said during the the Estes, so it's Rachel on one side, Chris on the other side, both under SPs, and then Kevin Wheeler and HG in the center with that Ovulus device going. And at the same time as the Ovulus Randy you start hearing, like, the only way that I can kind of interpret it is what Melissa was, like, kind of going through in the last few seconds. Because it was, like, run, murder, help, him, he's coming, stuff like that. Like bang. Yeah, bang. Yeah. So it, it was super intense. It was more it was more intense the second time that we were there than the first time in my opinion. Yeah, I was gonna say the uh ovulus <clears throat> and the uh spirit box the second time was definitely more intense the second time. I didn't see I didn't see the shadow figure the second time. But mm-hmm. device wise I think second time definitely stopped the first. Yeah. First time was more scary and freaky. <clears throat> the second time was just more like mind Yeah. You know, just just mind blind. Honestly, the first time you were there, it was kind of spread out between two nights. The second time, yeah. it was it was more intense because it's all happening all in the same night. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. And it, it's crazy because the first time that we went there it was actually Wheeler's first investigation. Yeah. And then the second time we went there, it was his thirteenth investigation. So a little more experience there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, I was watching the, the your um YouTube video or the one you just put out about the uh, the forgotten friends, mm-hmm. and I saw that in that clip you had of uh, saying I am Beelzebub. Yeah. In the basement, that yeah. is, is freaks me out more than anything. Oh yeah, and I, I got mean, that. Yeah. That gives yeah. you chills. And I'm. Um, I'm not mistaken, that's the first time, well, I know for a fact, me personally, that's the first time I've ever heard of, I didn't even know what Beasel or technically, but who, yeah, what what that was until until we got it, and I think yeah. the basement was the first time, wasn't it? It was the basement yeah. and the ranch. There's also, you know, just a, also another weird coincidence with the, you know, just with the history of, of that house and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that was weird was, they're talking, and I believe it was Kevin or Chris, it was one of the two, and they were like, you know, who are we speaking with? Because it's giving some mm-hmm. wild answers. Like, it's talking about, like, unholy. It was, like, saying unholy, some, some random, like, stuff talking about apocalyptic matters and things like that. 
Kevin didn't know what Beelzebub was either. And, you know, he's like, oh, what kind of name is Beelzebub? Blah, 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 like, talking yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I like, wouldn't do that. He was like, uh, Kevin, that's a demon name. And he quickly learned after that, yeah. Yeah, because I knew what Beelzebub was when I heard it. And I was like, ooh. And then somebody said, uh, is that your name? And it said, I am. I am. And then we were all like, oh. And then the the REM pod starts going off as Kevin's talking crap about Beelzebub right beside Kevin. Yeah, right beside Kevin. And Krista put, she had a Bible with her, and she put it on the same table as the REM pod and actively, like, stopped. Yeah. It is crazy how this, like, it gets to the show. It doesn't have to be a huge, like, mansion or even the haunted hospital. Oh, no, a no, random no. house in Mechanicsville, Virginia, and you get stuff like that. And uh, Howie's here. What's up, Howie? Um, it's just amazing how how it can it can be anywhere. Really, you really got to be careful um, when you go to places because yeah. you don't know what is there for sure. And I mean, I guess going back to like the question you asked earlier, like yeah, I was just thinking about yeah, like what have you learned? Like yeah. from doing this, that, me, yeah. Or these, these little small places, pretty much like you just said, you know, they're, you know, they could be anywhere and, and yeah. probably everywhere. Those are like, really the best. Yeah, because John John Savage, um, he told me about the cabin on 360 years ago, like when we weren't even like us before. And I was like, well, you know, I, I don't really know this place, blah blah blah. I don't really want to do it. And then I was like, you know what, we'll do it. Like, just four wheelers first investigation. Well, we'll do this, please. Yeah, you thought you were taking it easy on Yeah, dip your toes in. It's it's fine. This is what, it's just random. You know, introduction or whatever. You know what? That's funny. The first, like, when um, we first started investigating out there, I was like, I told Howie, who's on there under Ed Odell, I told Howie, I'm like, look, I've got this house, this brick rancher. I know there was a murder that took place there. I don't know if it's haunted or not, but we will be able to use it as a practice place yeah. to train our new our new um, investigators. So, and I had to leave. I didn't even stay for the investigation. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. And then I could talk to Howie like a few hours later, and she's like, holy shit. We had to we had to shut shut the investigation down early. Did all this shit started happening? I'm like, what the hell? I had no idea because I'd go I'd go in there and I'd work in there by myself. And of course, I'd be like, I knew there was a, there was a murder took place, but I didn't know that it was haunted. So I'd be like, all right, well, I'm gonna say hi to the ghost just in case. This is before I was even into the in, in the group. I'm like, I'm just gonna say hi. Don't bother me. I'm here. Just do my work. Don't leave me alone. But I didn't actually think it was haunted. Yeah. Until how we we had the investigation. Now he's basically like, yeah, we had to I had to pull the team out. Like, he wouldn't do that unless it was something yeah. going on. Oh yeah. yeah, when when we first got there, and you're telling us like these teams from like far north came yeah. and were paid, and they were we only hit it for 45 minutes or something like that. You're telling us all this stuff, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if he's like trying to hype us up for this or not. Yeah, what the fuck ever. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah sure. And then all this stuff 
started happening, and I was like, holy crap. I was like, oh, my God. Next thing you know, it's in all of our top three places. So he's not bullshit, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it was – that place is – and I told Rachel and Kevin before we went, I was like, this place, but I'll tell you this now, is not going to be like anywhere that you've ever been. Mm-hmm. And Kevin, within the first 30 seconds of him being in the rancher, he was like, I got to get out of here. He was like, I don't feel right. I feel sick. I'm scared. It can change you. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places you can do that, too. When you go places and you don't you don't know for sure if, if it's, you know, how things are going to go, you just you just need to – on what on what's going on. Because if, if you lose focus, that's when you start – to um, be vulnerable to yeah, how he says we had one or oh, INV, I don't know what that means, but one scratch, the investigator. investigator. Thank you for that. My, my brain yeah. stopped working for I a just, second. I didn't even know that. I, I, just, I, I, just, I, I was like, we had one invite? No. One investigator <laughs> scratch, two broke down, I guess started crying, saw the walls and mystery rooms change color, etc. And that's yeah. the very first investigation. So Deacon Howie can say he had, he was, he had the very first investigation at the cabin on 360. I wasn't even there. Yeah, crazy. Like I say, I think Wheeler and Austin has experienced, wasn't really necessarily changing color, but that first time we were there, yeah, the, the house definitely, yeah, it definitely got darker. Like, oh, yeah, like light wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of seconds. Four or five, 5.30, maybe six. No, it was, it was. 3.30. This was right when we yeah, had gotten yeah. back from, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Out, you know, coming sunlight's fertile through summer. the windows. Yeah. And, like, it's it was crazy because, like, we're talking to Dennis on the phone, like, trying to go read over the, the history and stuff. He's, like, telling us our experience. And we're in a call, basically, like a Zoom call, and all of us are looking at each other. And Dennis was like, yeah, the kitchen. I was at the top of the base of the stairs, and the next thing you know, it went from, like, daylight to no light. And Wheeler and I, like, locked eyes via the camera. And yeah, we were like, oh, boy. Oh, man. We were, like, freaking out. Yeah. And I start to get watery. Oh, yeah. man. Goosebumps all over the place. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's great to get validation on the stuff that we've received without knowing, like, other stories from other investigators. Mm-hmm. always good to have like to have your experiences it gives you like you said validated by other people's experiences like saying yeah. hey, well this happened to me too like the whole beelzebub thing we've gotten we've got that we've gotten i am satan i am the devil yeah. um you know dark stuff like that on on uh different occasions um we have a it's very rare that we get stuff like you guys got as far as very, like, very, like, um, of course, we've gotten demonic stuff, but not as much as, in, as intense as you guys seem to have gotten it the night you were there. Um, maybe once or, like, you, you ask me during EVP session, I am, who are you, what's your name, I am the devil, stuff like that. But it was never, like, saying very, like, Biblical stuff after that yeah. that I know of. 
Anyways, um, most of dark like kill you. One I got one that said gut him. Um, you know, stab him stuff like stuff like that, but nothing like where I would involve a Bible into the situation. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's just because I didn't have one at yeah. the time. You know? To be fair, we only had one because um, I think Krista almost keeps one on her at all times. Yeah, she keeps one in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was it was kind of crazy because like we, us three were the only ones that had been there before. So Dad and Krista, Kevin and Rachel were all new to the location. Mm-hmm. We had only been there one time. Yeah. So, like, we still didn't know, like, a lot about it, but we knew enough. And Devin wanted to go see the woods. Well, nobody else really wanted to go because we're at the very beginning of January. Yeah, it was so cold. Yeah. Yeah, we were holding yeah. cameras like this. Yeah, literally, we had... <laughs> I'll say real quick, if Rachel didn't have an extra hoodie, I, I would have probably have had to sit in the, the cabin. By myself, just yeah. I would have probably just done like you know, little solo thing in there. But yeah, it, was, adventure. it was freezing that night. Yeah, but I mean, we we went out there, and it was only going to be Devin and I. And Kevin, he was like, "No, nah, I think we should all stick oh, together." Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's when we got the Randy and the, you know the the two SDs and everything like that. So that evidence wouldn't have been caught if it was just Devin and I. Yeah. It's funny how things work out like that. Like, oh, uh, we, yeah. yeah, we all talked about that with, you know, this last, actually today, mm-hmm. because I'm trying to think of how it started. Um, you know, we're talking about the Forgotten Friend group and stuff like that. And we talked about, you know, if we never went to the abandoned Central High, you never would have met Bloomery. Well, if we, you know, we went to the next time Central High, and that's when we got offered to join Bloomery. Well, we keep going and keep going. You know, we get to the old hospital on College Hill. On the way there, my car blows up, or basically blew up. <laughs> it basically blew up. Yeah. <laughs> so we were out of a car, and, you know, they're trying to get a, a motor on, trying to get the tow truck to get here and all that stuff. And the last place that we went to, and we really can go ahead and finish story right here. Yeah, so the last place we went to for a uh, rental, they had one car left, and it was a minivan. And in order to rent a minivan, you have to be a certain age. I don't remember what it was. I think it would have been 26, 26 something like that, yeah. 24, 26. And I was 22 at the time, and I was the one paying for it. <clears throat> that was the last car they had, and I was like, you know, they were like, yeah, we can't do it. You're not old enough. And I was like, I kind of looked at her, and I was like, we're stranded three hours away from our house. Is there any way you can do this for us? And she kind of, like, took a minute and, you know, looked down, did whatever. And then she was like, okay, fine. Just make sure. You don't blow this one up. Make sure you don't blow this one up. <laughs> and then she, like, reluctantly gave us the keys, and we actually were able to make it to the hospital. But if none of that would have happened, we wouldn't have, you know, made the connections you know, been close to the people that we are. So it's just a lot yeah, of stuff lining up. We wouldn't have met Devin and Chris Definitely at all. Enough, so we yeah. probably wouldn't have gotten all the second stuff. Well, yeah. We may have not gotten all the second stuff at the, uh, the, cabin. the cabin and stuff yeah. like that, too. So. Yeah. You know, people say, 
it's not the des- it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting to where that's that's all part of your story. You know, that's that that's mold, help mold you into who you are you know, as a group. Yeah. Yep. And like you said, you made connections through through that and um it's really really great to see. Yeah, I mean like last year at this time last year, you know, me, A. G. and Jacob wanted to just keep it up three and now I feel like we'd rather go out with yeah. one like I said, yeah. I guess that's one other thing I learned yeah. is uh it doesn't have to be, you know, a two a mm-hmm. solo group, one person, two person you know, this is like a friends and family type of thing that, you know, almost more the merrier. You know, I guess it depends yeah. on location and stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you get a really small location, the more people yeah. are kind of, kind of hard. Yeah, it gets really crowded. But, but, I mean, yeah, I definitely didn't think we would be meeting so many awesome and amazing people, let alone start investigating with them. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, with, when done the right way, like, it's very being – call it paranormal family and it's true yeah you know because you meet a lot of great people and you make a lot of good yeah. connections mm-hmm. through the paranormal that you like I said you probably would not have been able to make and it's hard oh, yeah. it's hard to keep to just three people in a group if you want to to um, really uh, expand your horizons in the paranormal you, you've got to you know talk with people, you've got to make connections because you want to be able to get into certain places, you want to be able to expand your knowledge, and plus you're doing yeah. your, your YouTube videos, you also want to get people to come watch your stuff as well, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like Kevin, so we stayed at Kevin and Rachel's this weekend, and we're, we're sitting here and we're talking and I'm like, you know, this is the first like place that I've stayed the night that's not like family. Well, I'm not going to say not family because I consider them family, but it's not like blood family at all. I mean, this is the first place I've stayed my yeah. entire life. And he, yeah. Stayed, yeah, he hasn't stayed over at mine, Wheeler's, or even uh, Jacob's house ever. I've known Jacob for over 10 years. Yeah. But I've known, and, like, we get into the conversation, I'm like, you know, it's crazy. We've known you guys for, like, five, maybe six months. And we're, like, so close at this point that it, it just, Rachel said, you know, it feels weird to be home instead of the Heyman house, not being able to come downstairs in the morning and, like, see everybody and okay. like, talk for a little like, bit and breakfast and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you make those connections uh, with people, and you and you go through these experiences like what happened at the cabin, and what you guys yeah. went through at Heyman's house, and the other it, it bonds you. Oh, um, 100%. Yeah. You always have, you always have the experience to to fall back on. Be like, you know, this is what brings us together, and then you go out and do more stuff, and more stuff brings you together, and it's like a, it's a brotherhood. Yeah, and that infuses. You know, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, it's, but it's like brotherhood, sisterhood is all the same thing, all the same yeah, umbrella. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 
I was telling Austin earlier, it feels like we've known Kevin Rachel, you know, from RCL, years now. Yeah. literally for yeah, uh, went to high school with him. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's crazy, the connections and relationships we've already built within the last year or so. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, I mean, actually, like, I, I don't know, like, Theresa, the owner of the Haven Islands, and, like, meeting these people like you, you and Dennis, yeah, and guys, yeah, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, yeah. meeting the people and, like, getting, I, I, I want to say respect, because, like, a lot of people before last year kind of looked at us, and they were like, you know, you guys are just a bunch of kids. Yeah, well, young, I would say young kids, you know? Yeah, so, like, what, y'all are going to destroy this property, blah, 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 and now we're getting, you know, the respect that I feel like we're earning and working towards and stuff like that, so... I mean, I, I I always say the same thing to people. I always treat people with respect until they stop. They don't do the same thing for me. I never look yeah, at exactly. you as some as some you know young kids. I'm like, oh, your investigation come out, come on out. Yeah. yeah. That's how I think. That's how everyone should be. Just you know, because yeah. you don't you don't know, you know. I don't know yeah. what kind of investigators you are. I just take it, assume you're good. Yeah. You you take stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, it is what it is. You just gotta. Well, I mean, don't Aaron, I'm not, Yeah, I'm not saying like destroy the location, but like, you, we've had experiences where we're like being watched. Yeah, 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 like, like I said, not too long ago, I'm pretty sure it's just it's mostly because of how young you yeah. know. We actually, you know, we actually are compared to people who have been doing this stuff for, you know, twice as long as we've been even alive, at, you know. So yeah. it's just nice to, you know. I think, yeah, I think parallel investigators, there may have been one or two groups that did something stupid. I remember a few years ago there were investigate, investigators that broke into a uh, plantation house in Louisiana and oh, set fire to it or did something. So now yeah, people crazy. think every, every, you know, it just yeah, has a bad reputation. Young paranormal groups. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, yeah. yeah. It's like a certain precedent that, you know, mm-hmm. or I don't know what to call Stereotype, it. I guess. Stereotype, I guess. Yeah, yeah, young yeah. paranormal hunters. Yeah. Yeah. Summoning yeah. demons and burning places down and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one one person or one group does something bad, and all of a sudden, we all everyone is yeah. is yeah. doing that. Like we, which, what do you want to do? Category. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also, what David uh, Wayne said, or what he's saying. Yeah, I, I highly recommend you try to get there and invest. Oh in yeah, dude. Yeah. The cabin on cabin is next level. Yeah. Like yeah. we we haven't been around. Like, a lot of people have been, but, like, you know, I thought Wilson Castle was going to be my number one spot just because of how known it is, and it's not even in my top five. Yeah, same. Yeah. More of these smaller locations like Foxwood Inn, Central High, Hayden House, the old hospital, but that's not really small. And then the cabin on 360, those are, like, five to one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I said, cabin is 
definitely, it, it, I guess you can even technically say it's my second favorite because the hospital and Heyman House are, are almost, you know, neck and neck. Neck and neck. Yeah, they're pretty much tied. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a place. I mean, we hopefully we can even go back to soon here too. Hey, we're we're open. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think we'll be back. Yeah. Yeah, I think at least hopefully we'll try something. Yeah. Kind of finish. We've done the fall. You haven't done, done spring yet, so you've done winter and summertime. You have to go back in the yeah. fall and the spring to complete the the seasons. Yeah. You yeah. know. Which one we get? Yeah, see, yeah, see what we get out there. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like Halloween night would be scary as anything. That would probably be, like, next level. You do, like, a live from there, live. In, yeah, yeah that would be yeah. insane. It's not booked, oh, as far yeah. as I know. Yeah, um, that would be crazy. <clears throat> David Wade O'Brien. Okay, uh, the 10 minutes I have to go there. Yeah, we love the, you know, hook, you know. Give me a give me a shout. I'll I'll set something up for you to come out and check it out. We have our, our public investigation on April eighth. So yeah, definitely. So what do you guys have coming up here um in the next few months? So right now I only have we only have like stuff until April twenty seventh or twenty second both. So we. After April 22nd, we're going to take about a month or two break, and then we're going to come back. Like, we're going to film for those two months and then come back with more videos. It's kind of like a mid-season like, kind of thing. Um, but we got a Fleetwood Church. Um, we're actually the first people ever to stay the entire night there. Well, um, that's just too soon. Yeah.
wants it, it's like, this is yours. We both discussed this. We're ready to have you. Anyway, I, I think she said I was, I was debating whether or not to say yes, or let's see how this weekend goes. But she mm-hmm. said, yeah, I'm down. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. I think and then the weekend was the way it was. Yeah. Real quick, uh, Sharon, we were based in our hand across for Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we definitely will. We'll definitely try to work something out. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah, for sure. Just come on. Yeah. Oh. Have, a, like, a little paranormal get-together at the cabin. We'll all hang out. Oh, yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll sleep out there. I've got, we've got, I've got wood for the fire pit now. We've now got some wood oh, for nice. the fire pit, so. Nice. Now, that might be interesting, having a, like, a fire pit going. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe put on the echo box or something. Yeah, if I hear something too wild, I'm jumping through the fire and running. You can always just go around the fire, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you go around the that's fire. That's just too much work. Oh, yeah. No, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what's coming. Tell us. Do you think? Obviously, tell us about the, before we go. You know, I only have like five minutes left. I want to tell us about the video or the um, the the videos you're releasing on uh, at the beginning of April. Yeah, so we're doing this thing called the Forgotten Friends Saga. You know, Forgotten Explorations is myself, AG Wheeler, and Jacob is here tonight. Um, it's us four, but we bonded <laughs> with these people from these events and kind of grown as a family. So we wanted to do something where we had them come with us. So, you know, you got Devin, Krista, Kevin, and Rachel from RTL and Bloomery. And then you got my little brother who just went on his, you know, third and fourth investigation over the weekend. Um, And I feel like this is going to be something that we do maybe once a year, go on a road trip with just us wherever we can find and do a little mini-series yeah. outside of our own say Maybe we can do the uh, Old House in the Woods in Matthews County. Oh, yeah. That that's a good one. Say, I don't even know where that is. I, say, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't I've never that. heard of that, but my which means it might be that. good. Well, yeah, that is, so, that is a lot of yeah. interesting stories, like ghost ships and buried treasures. and Ooh. You know, it's straight out of, like, a Robert Louis Stevenson novel. It's, oh, uh, yeah. I will definitely be looking it up, David. I don't want to be rude, but I have five minutes here ready for work, so I'm going to head out here. Yeah, we're almost done with the five minutes left. So thank you very much, Wheeler, for coming on the show. Yeah, I really Wheeler, appreciate it. Love everybody in chat. See you all later. Appreciate it, Ryan. Have a good Sorry. night. Have Take a good care. Night, I'll see you. So, um, yeah, so, again, we have, like, five minutes left. Um so I want to ask you guys, what has been the best part of this whole experience for you thus far? Hey, do you want to go first? Let me to go first. Yeah, I mean, I'll just straight up, uh, kind of like what we said earlier, I think it's meeting the people, you know. Uh, I never thought, like I said, when we went Austin or when I joined uh, the group that we would, for one, be – joining other groups, you know, like with Flumary and stuff like that. But then also having people from them join our group 
and go on these, uh, you know, weekend long trips. And, you know, Rachel and Kevin were, are so kind enough to have let us, you know, spend the night, uh, at their place. So, um, especially since, uh, out of the paranormal, uh, Austin and Wheeler and Jacob are really my only friends, you know, so, yeah. so it, it's really nice to, to meet and talk to people and, you know, build that bond that, like I said, I, I didn't think I would ever, you know, have with any other people other than, you know, the, the, these people that I've grown up with. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I can really say is, like, meeting the people and, like, this weekend we, yeah, it's fun to investigate, but the second night that we were at the Hayden House for, like, four hours, we didn't even investigate from 12 to 4. We all just sat around the table and just, like, we're just talking about bags, yeah. like, just joked around. We, we just, honestly, it's like, you've watched the Fast and the Furious movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're, like, the ending of the movie, they're all around the table eating dinner, and Dom is, like, the only thing that matters is family. That, that's literally how it felt this weekend. Yeah. That's awesome. Plus, uh, all these places are so beautiful. All oh, yeah. History yeah. amazing. I was going to say, you know, I'm fortunate enough, you know, my dad's in the uh, retired military, blah, blah, blah. So I've always kind of been around, you know, cities and I guess, you know, newer built places and stuff. But when we do go to, like you said, like the smaller places that are in the middle of the woods, like the cabin, uh, it's something, you know, that I've, I've never experienced that, you know, others, you know, grow up with their whole life and stuff. So yeah, truly blessed yeah. being able to different ways of life. Like, yeah, yeah. every, yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome. And I'm glad you guys are having such a good experience experience. And, uh, I want to thank you guys for, uh, coming on the show and talking oh, with me again. Oh, thank, you. Yeah. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And anytime We'd love to have you guys back. Um, we got like a minute left here. So, um, yeah, they can definitely check them out. Forgotten Explorations. You can look them up on Facebook, on YouTube, check out their videos. They're, um, they're about to blow up. It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited to be a part of it. And, uh, yeah, it was April 3rd. You had your videos are coming out. April 1st. So we, we 1st. post on the 1st and the 15th of every month. So it was not April Fool's so, joke. It's actually going to be there, right? Oh, okay. It's actually yeah. going to be there. Got you guys. If it's not, I'll, I'll drive over to Austin's house and smack it around. Yeah, we'll push yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, exactly. uh, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you, everybody, for watching us. And thank we'll you, everyone. be back on here next week. Supernatural News. Same freaking awesome time. Same freaking awesome channel. Good night. Bye.